now, New Bedford's talk radio king, King Barry Richard. I am just a poor boy, though my story is seldom told. I squandered my resistance for a pocket full of mumbles, such are promises. And just still a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. Welcome back. Seven after two o'clock, 207. It is a Tuesday. Appreciate you being with us today. A lot of things happening. And uh, Donald Trump just arrived in uh, South Carolina for some campaigning in advance of Sunday's. No, Saturday. Why do I keep saying Sunday? Saturday's uh, primary election or preliminary election in um, in uh, in South Carolina. Nikki Haley held a news conference about two hours ago. Um, Not even a news conference, but delivered a speech. Um, to announce that she's not dropping out of the race. And uh, usually, usually presidential candidates don't have to call a speech to announce that they're, they're not dropping out of the race, but uh, Nikki Haley felt that it was necessary to do that. Uh, what else we got going here today? A whole bunch of things. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got your calls, so let's get right back to them. And I appreciate you hanging on. You're next on WBSM. Oh, hey, Barrett. Hey, you know, uh, I don't know if you're keeping up in... Uh in the Ukraine, there was a nuclear power plant yeah. that uh, yep. was surrounded. It's called Zaporizhia, and uh, it's got three Zs in it, so I won't even try to spell it. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you read about it, if you just do nuclear power plant uh, Ukraine, this thing was captured by the Russians, uh, I don't know, what's it been, two years now ago that they invaded? And um, it was surrounded. They were lobbing shells into it. This is, I, I'm not positive that it isn't the biggest nuclear power plant in the whole world, but it, um, it, it's been at risk for a couple of years as this war is dragged on. And now um, it's having, it's not near meltdown exactly, but they really need to deal with uh, replacement parts and because it's a wartime situation, the Russians can't. Um, it, 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 the technicians in there are uh, they're basically slaves. They were employees of the Ukraine. The Russians rushed in, captured the plant, and basically made slaves of these guys. And so they've been unpaid and and overworked for a couple of years. And now when it really needs some specialized maintenance, uh, you know, the war is not helping uh, get replacement parts in there, and that puts the whole planet at risk. There are a bunch of headlines basically talking about if this thing goes, it's going to be far worse than Chernobyl, blowing smoke all the way down to Turkey and every other direction. Do you remember when Chernobyl blew up? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it did smoke all the way to from Norway to China. It went and everything. That that, that site is still not uh, inhabitable at this point. Although there are people who do live there uh, on that property, which is amazing. Well, you know, I mean, having three eyes—that's not a bad way to live. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's funny. Uh, I had a whole bunch of uh, um, Ukraine stuff right here at the top of my list, and in part of it had to do with nuclear too, and. Uh, I guess one of the banana heads uh, yesterday, and um, 
uh, what is the deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council, Dmitry uh, Medved, who was the uh, he was um, uh, Putin's uh, number one guy. What was his official title? He had a title under Putin anyway. Um, but anyway, he's warning the West that if 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 uh, Russia loses the war with Ukraine, that they're going to dump their entire nuclear arsenal on London and Washington. Oh, right. Yeah. Med, uh, Med, the dev, I, I, yeah, was, he was their, uh, their ambassador. Uh, was he the ambassador or the foreign prime minister? I think he was a prime minister or something. He had a, he had a title under, under Putin and I don't recall, uh, exactly what it was, but he is currently serving as deputy chairman of the Russian security council. And, um, so he's telling the press yesterday that, um, if we don't win this war, well, we're going to, uh, we're going to just take our whole entire nuclear arsenal. We're just going to dump it all over Washington and, um, in London, I don't think anybody takes that too seriously. I don't think he should, uh, because obviously it's a scare tactic. Um, you know, and so, but in the meantime, you've got this this whole situation where the uh, the dissident and um, in Putin's uh, um, you know big uh, opponent is his body's found dead. What was his name? Uh, Navalny. Navalny is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. yeah, so he's found dead, and I guess his body was mutilated or whatever, and there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So now Washington's using that as a rallying cry to get people to back spending more money to go and fight the Russians. So um, this is escalating into, you know, certainly a lot of rhetoric and a lot of, uh, um, you know, what happens when you get a lot of rhetoric? People say crazy things and do crazy things, and... Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I wish there was a way that we could all just step back a little bit and uh, evaluate what's going on there and how they, we should proceed with all of this. Well, from the start, uh, the, the tack that I've been taking is if you just look up uh, Ukraine on, the, uh, on Wikipedia, it opens up by saying that 25% of the world's topsoil is in the Ukraine. Mm. And uh, when you start you know, poisoning the topsoil of the earth, you're talking about generations of starvation. It could be centuries and centuries of starvation for the world. Uh, you know, that the population couldn't attain a, 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 the same levels if we lose that much topsoil. And it's bad enough that uh, they're fighting on top of it with kind of standard weapons, but when they start... Um, well, it's been bad enough that the farmers haven't been able to get in a crop the last few years uh, or uh, ship crops out. They're talking about starvation in Africa and all sorts of different places because, uh, I mean, high food prices are directly related to uh, the, uh, the the situation in the Ukraine. And, you know, if, if the average person can't uh, comprehend what would happen if there's a nuclear meltdown just go to the grocery store and look at at food prices now mm. and imagine that if that if 25 percent of the world's topsoil gets poisoned um then think about food prices then yeah um you know put it in in real terms and i i don't know if you're there was an old book i read uh, it's called comrade J. And it was uh, about a, a, one of the Russian spies or Soviet Union spies, communist spies, that was uh, not only in the KGB, but he was uh, I'm trying to remember the acronym for the foreign uh, for the diplomatic spy corps. He was in both of them. And when the Soviet Union collapsed and became this pack of oligarchs, um, 
he was keeping track of Putin and he couldn't figure out if Putin was secretly a communist or if he was secretly a capitalist to begin with. Mm. But an, an oligarch is really just a rich guy that wants his way and he doesn't care who he hurts. And Russia is made up of, uh, I think at, at, at one point they had 12 oligarchs. They may be down to seven or eight of them now because Putin seems to like pushing them out of windows. Yeah, right. <laughs> plane crashes. Whoops. <laughs> Just yeah, uh, yeah. coincidental. The, the plane falls out of the sky. Listen, I got to hold you there. I'd be saying a whole bunch of other folks that are hanging on the line. Appreciate a good conversation. I thank you very much for that. Thanks for hanging on. you next in WBSL. Thank you. Uh, I've listened, and I heard that fellow talking about the uh, radioactivity and the nuclear plants and what's going on in the in the war with Russia and that occupation. And uh, back in 2016, and I did some study with student service projects under the Hope and Beyond group, and they focused on nuclear plants in the U.S. I don't have that all in front of me, just like you, but at that time, <clears throat> they found that in the U.S., they were nuclear power plants that were storing the nuclear waste product above ground. Mm. And uh, I remember that the kids got together and they wrote a letter to a couple of senators, and I think Feinstein responded saying, uh, yeah, we're aware of that, but we've got security around it. Well, when you have a, when you have a, <laughs> a storage unit above ground within firing range of any good-powered rifle with a, with a heated... <laughs> object going into it what happens if they break open the wind alone will, will contaminate the u.s are they do we still have these waste product nuclear waste from these plants stored above ground i mean how well are we informed about radiation in this country well we're not and i mean we had a case of, of lesser severity but still pretty significant and pretty eye-opening right here in massachusetts with plymouth if you remember uh, the pilgrim plant up until last year their plan was to just drain the uh, the nuclear um, water, the contaminated water, right into the uh, right into the ocean. Um, oh God! I mean, th th this <laughs> they actually were going to do this, and um, I mean, this went back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth, and finally, I don't remember whether it was a judge that stepped in or just good common sense, and and uh, they decided uh, not to do this. But um, yeah, I mean, this is what makes you you, you look at the, even today's technology, and again, it's not as dangerous, but the the big windmill blades. Um, that are not biodegradable and, and they're digging huge graves for these things out in Utah just taking them out in the desert and burying them there. Like, that's not going to have a problem for the environment at some point down the road um, uh, you and know, the it's, waterway, it's, what you just said was one of the most nonsensical things I've heard yet it's, it's unbelievable. It's what they do with this stuff. And they don't tell you that. And, of course, they don't tell you, you know, about the cobalt that they have to go digging out of the ground in Africa and all of this other kind of stuff, uh, you know, the lithium batteries. And, I mean, it's, 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 right. it's, it's insane what, what goes on, and, and we don't know about it. But, well, you know, why, why are, how can we be informed? I mean, you're on the radio. You've got a, you've got a good network for informing people. But, but, but that's limited to your audience, you know. And, right. and the, how do you expand that? 
With well, you know, the problem is that people audience. don't care. People walk around, as you know, with your cell phone glued to their ear all day long, right? And, uh, you know, now they're, oh, look at this, an $85,000 uh, um, electric car. I think I'm going to buy this because I've got more money than I know what to do with. And what the hell's another bill, right? So, and they buy all of this crap and, and they don't pay attention to what's going on. They don't understand. The message is out there. I mean, I'm no smarter than anybody else on the planet. And, you know, I'm able to see these documentaries on Netflix and other places, uh, uh, you know, YouTube about the, the lithium mines and, and the cobalt mines and all of that kind of stuff. I, it's The information is there. People just don't bother to take the time to, uh, to look it up. Well, well, you mean they're going to they're gonna pay attention when we have an atmosphere full of radioactivity that's <laughs> falling down on all our people. We're going to pay attention have- when, when Taylor Swift is on? Oh, come on, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> we we got to get man. our priorities in order, my friend. Jeez. Thank you. Good call. I appreciate it. All right, let me take a quick break here. We're going to come right back after this. Stay tuned. Where I was born lived a man who sailed to sea. And he told us... All right, welcome back. It is 2.58 on a Tuesday. Let's grab another call. And let's see. Thanks for hanging on. You're next in WBSM. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. A question for you. Yes. Have you seen the documentaries? I think it was either Chile or Argentina or both about the lithium mines up in the highlands where they don't get much rain, but they're using the water in the mining. So basically this and the people of the country, especially the um, basically the indigenous people there aren't reaping any of the benefits. It's just going all over to Europe, United States, and everything else. Yeah, right. And most of it goes to China. I haven't seen it about Argentina. I'm going to have to look that one up. I've seen the mines in Africa, uh, in the Congo in particular, and they use kids. Argentina or Chile. Okay. It's up in the highlands. They show llama, um, people that raise llamas and everything else. Yeah. They get rain maybe, I think, 10 inches a year. And now, whatever they use, that that groundwater, they use... And it's all contaminated into the ground yes correct oh my god thank you my friend i gotta hold you i'm out of time for today appreciate it good information we're gonna have to look that one up and uh, and watch it i'm gonna see if i can find that tonight I, I know i've seen the mines in the congo and the chinese pretty much own them and and all of the lithium and, and uh what is it cobalt actually that comes out to make the lithium batteries comes out and you got little kids down there seven eight nine ten eleven twelve years old and uh, they've all got uh, miners long and all that kind of stuff from digging this stuff out. Got to hit the news. We're coming back tomorrow. See you then. Howie Cries up next. WBSM and W258DR New Bedford. New Bedford's news talk station. 1420 AM and 99.5 FM. WBSM, a town square media station. ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. New sanctions in store for Russia. The U.S. says in response to the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny last week at an Arctic prison camp. State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller also commenting on the refusal to return Navalny's body to his family and crackdown. The weakness and rot at the heart of the system that Putin has built was confirmed not only by Alexei Navalny's death last week, but also by the fact that the Russian uh, that Russia detained close to 400 people over the weekend just for mourning his past. President Biden will sign the sanctions order later this week.